Hello, welcome to another edition of Conversations with Koji, Socially Conscious Tea. Happy Labor Day, as well as happy birthday, Beyonce. It is B-Day. I know a lot of you are celebrating. There are pictures and postings everywhere on Instagram right now, and I'm sure Twitter and just everywhere. So it's a celebration today. Um, I know a lot of people are going to the Renaissance Tour, which I know is going to be amazing. Everything that I've seen, I mean, hell, I want to go, okay, at this point. Like, I wasn't going to go, you know, but at this point, I'm like, damn, she is killing it. And everybody is dressing to the nines and looking stunning, all the videos. So I'm like, oh, I may have to get a ticket, perhaps. I don't know. But um, yeah, so all the sharing has been great. So happy birthday to be Houston hometown girl. Okay. Um, today has been, I would say, pretty good thus far. Uh, I did some fall cleaning. And whenever the seasons change, I really, really try my hardest to tackle at least one thing. And I, th I think for me, it was totally underneath the sink. I don't know if y'all do the whole oh, hair products, cleaning products, you know, those kind of things. But honey, the way that I had so many things going on underneath there. So listen, I'm a frugal girl. I went to the Dollar Tree Got my little fall color orange, burnt orange, and like maroonish fall type thing. I found some great little type of buckets and all that kind of stuff. So I organized. I feel a lot better. You know, cleaning for me is sort of like a, I don't know, cleansing of the body. It's like all reflective and, you know, I don't know. You start thinking a lot when you start cleaning, you know, just about everything. And then you start finding little pictures sometimes in your pockets and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I know I posted on my other personal social media, Koji underscore mama, um, something that my son had made for me years and years and years ago in school because I do suffer from epilepsy and I take lots of medication, but I've had epilepsy since I was 12 years old. It just came out of the blue. And so he kind of did this whole, you had to turn songs into like a dedication of life type thing. And so he dedicated it to me, like life is a highway, but he related it to my seizures, awaken alive, you know, seizure, seizures go away. So I found that and it just made me feel renewed and refreshed and it kind of reset like my mindset on a lot of things. Um, 
I think for me, a lot of times what I do is I hang on to a lot. And it's hard for me to process things that happen in my life because I put a lot of blame on me. I just like put the weight of the world on me a lot of times. And I feel like, you know, as people, we really have to not do that. You know, like sometimes it's okay to step back and assess and kind of realize that it's not just you. And a lot of times it's easy. It's just easier if it is just you. And it's okay to not get complete closure from things whether that's relationships, friendships, situationships, family ships, you know, sometimes we don't end up talking to our family members for years. You know, you, you have those situations in your family and you're like, what the hell happened to me and cousin Jackie, you know, or cousin whatever, or unfortunately, sometimes sisters and brothers, you know, they have, you know, unrepairable relationships. But Sometimes you can really get in a rut and depressed and sad and everything because you start just, but upon reflection, if you just start digging through everything, you just start to realize that sometimes it does take two. And, and if, if it's just you going through those things and not the other person and y'all aren't coming together and everybody's just not working through it together. Sometimes you do have to just let things be and start to repair you. It's okay to do that. You know, it's okay to do that. So it's a new season. I think the retrograde is over, right? It is time to reset, okay? So we can do that. We can reset now. We can repair. We can reflect, okay? So that is the intro for Socially Conscious Tea today, okay? Now, moving forward for today's show, I really want to discuss something that is very close to me. I am a lesbian woman, black lesbian woman. Firstly, black, right? Woman, lesbian. I am all those things, correct? All right. And so I think it is very important to acknowledge all my communities and that is what I really try to do on conversations with Koji on my Instagram. And I really do feel like we have to do a better job of putting out there what is happening to our non-binary trans and just the entire community, what's happening, 
like we are dying. We are being haunted. And the stats are out there, but you have so many unreported cases, unreported cases, you know. Um, so I I want to talk about that today. I want to acknowledge the individuals who are no longer with us. And so I'm 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 going to do that today. OK, I'm going to do a lot of those things today. Um Okay. Firstly, I want to show love to Hope Giselle. If you do not follow Hope Giselle, please do so. Please give Hope Giselle a follow. She is amazing. She is a Black trans advocate representing the National Black Justice Coalition. Okay. And just this past week, uh, it's been like a week and a half now, but 60 years have passed since a recorded 250,000 people traveled to the nation's capital to attend the historic march on Washington, right, for freedom and jobs, organized by strategist and civil rights leader, Bayard Rustin, okay, an out gay man. I want to bring this up, okay? I want to bring this up. You know, there are so many Black historical moments in our history. When we go through Black History Month and everything else, and it's just so much hate, within our community. And it's like, do y'all know how many LGBTQ people have been a part of Black history? Like, I mean, hello. Like, I'm, I'm just reading a fact to y'all right now. Like, it was led by Bayard Rustin, an out gay man and trusted advisor to Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. Okay. On August 26, 2023, on the exact steps where King delivered his famous I Have a Dream speech, Black trans actress and GLAD board member Peppermint, in a rousing speech, illuminated the progress and setbacks of Black LGBTQ people in the decades since Rustin's contributions were nearly erased from history due to criticism and discrimination surrounding his sexual orientation, okay? Um, I wanna highlight a couple of things from Hope Giselle's speech. She spoke at this and I mean, her speech is amazing. I need y'all to watch the full speech because honey, she cleared she cleared and and it it makes you know it's okay like this whole you know making people uncomfortable cuz a lot of people get comfortable right and honey when you start squirming when you squirm it just means that truth is hitting you a little bit in the gut you know what i'm saying 
So I think that's what she did. And in her speech, Giselle amplified how selective advocacy within the Black community often fails to extend to Black LGBTQ people, ultimately harming the collective goal of Black liberation. If your fight, if your advocacy, if your moments, if your words do not include the struggles of all Black people, then it is trash. If you willfully look over the transgressions happening to your Black and Brown, queer brothers, sisters, and siblings, while expecting all to move into this movement without resentment, you're sadly mistaken. Giselle also noted the proverbial cookout invitations often given by Black people to those outside the community. Y'all know what we're talking about. When the, when the white people start, you know, doing the doing our little moves and stuff, and then y'all be like, oh, he he or she, they invited to the cookout. They invited to the cookout. But if they in the community, y'all shun them. Mm, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah, often given by Black people to those outside the community who do the bare minimum in support of Black culture, but because of homophobia, will withhold the same invitations to their Black LGBTQ brothers and sisters. And I also want to say this. When one of our brothers or sisters are brutally murdered by cops, you don't think that our community is on them front lines marching side by side with y'all? So I it, it breaks my heart to not see y'all do the same for our community you know that that's that's heartbreaking and i just really wish there was more reciprocity when it comes to that um speaking of beyonce on b day beyonce's birthday happy birthday again like i love this for her she's 42 looks amazing you know i'm 45 so girl listen the skin is skinning. Um, Beyonce's Be Good helped ballroom icons put on the first ever equality ball in Vegas. The human rights campaign Equality Ball celebrates Black queer ballroom culture, as does the Superstars Renaissance Tour, an album at a time when hate crime murders have dominated headlines in just the past two weeks. Shout out to Be Good. Shout out to Beyonce. Shout out to the Human Rights Campaign. Because that is amazing. Um, ballroom culture, as you know. Honey, listen. It's everything. It is everything. And it's, it's impact. It's impact is all up and down. In the black culture 100 um i want to 
like I said at the top, I want to really acknowledge, I want to acknowledge these individuals. And I think it's important to, you know, we say, say their name, hashtag, and I want to shed light on them today on my show. Um, this is from an advocate article. And it says the epidemic of violence against transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming people continues in the U.S. While the reported number of violent deaths among this population has gone down somewhat since 2021, set a record with 57. Five, seven. There are likely many more deaths that go unreported or inaccurately reported. And, and that's my thing. It's, I mean, even like with COVID, like the recorded deaths, but how many deaths were COVID, but not reported as such, you know, as a healthcare worker, you have people that um, actually did pass of COVID, but they had so many other ailments, you know? So, and, and again, we were in such a crazy pandemic that there's just no way to account for all those deaths. And let's be one hundo. A lot of people don't acknowledge these deaths. A lot of people don't acknowledge identity and gender because there still seems to be confusion. When you are born, it is sex, female or male. That is not the same as gender. Y'all ain't ready for that conversation though. First death I would like to acknowledge in the LGBTQ community is O'Shea Sibley, a Black man who was stabbed while dancing with friends at a New York City guest. The 28-year-old professional dancer and choreographer was killed while voguing to Beyonce's music on July 29th. The second person is Akira Ross. Akira Ross was confirmed dead on June 6th. A 23-year-old man named Bradley Stanford has been arrested and according to police was charged with first degree murder. The incident was not definitively labeled as a hate crime. However, her father said that the incident was definitely a hate crime because according to witnesses, the suspect was calling her gay slurs for no reason, no reason before shooting her outside of a patrol station. And I also want to say that the father said 
that losing a daughter is like swallowing a razor blade. Black transgender woman, Jasmine Star Mack, 36, was stabbed January 7th in Washington, D.C. She was the first reported violent death of a trans person in the U.S. in 2023. Casey Johnson of Wilmington, North Carolina was last seen alive January 12th or 13th and police believe she was killed January 13th. Her remains were found in April on the Savannah River in Georgia. Police have arrested William Hicks. Manuel Esteban Paez Taran, a queer non-binary environmental activist was shot to death by police in Atlanta, January 18th. Turan was 26, who went by the name Tortuguita, or Little Turtle. Latinx transgender woman, Maria Jose Rivera Rivera was killed in January in Houston in an apparent murder-suicide by her intimate partner. Unique Banks, a 21-year-old Latinx transgender woman, was fatally shot during a home invasion in Chicago, January 23rd. Banks' mother, Alexandra Olmo, was also killed in the evasion of the family's apartment. Three other people, Olmo's boyfriend and two trans women were seriously wounded. Zaki Imanewato, a 26-year-old black transgender woman, was shot and killed just outside her workplace in Louisville, Kentucky, February 3rd. Zaki had immigrated to the U.S. from Rwanda in 2019 and worked at the JBS meat processing plant a co-worker in the plant has been charged with her murder. The body of black transgender woman Cashe Henderson was found in burning was found in a burning apartment building in Milwaukee February 26. She had been fatally shot before the fire was set. Cordell Housey, 33, was charged a few days later with first degree. Black, black transgender woman Ashley Burton, a 37-year-old hairstylist and makeup artist in Atlanta, was shot to death at her complex April 11. Tasia Sia Woodland, an 18-year-old black transgender woman, was found shot to death. March 24th, near a bar. Coco Dadal, one of the stars of the documentary, Kokomo City, was found dead 
April 18th in Atlanta. She was 35. A 17-year-old male whose name was not released was arrested April 26th in connection with Coco's death. Black transgender man, Banco Brown, 24, was shot to death by a security guard April 27th near a Walgreens in San Francisco. Black transgender woman, Asia Davis, was found dead June 2nd in a hotel room in Highland Park, Michigan, a suburb of Detroit, and police are investigating her death as a homicide. Afro-Latina transgender woman, Chanel Perez-Ortiz, 29, was shot to death June 25th in Carolina, Puerto Rico. Trans man Jacob Williamson, 18, was found dead July 4th along a road in Pageland, South Carolina. That's just the ones that was listed in the Advocate article. That's not even the ones reported. It's sad and it hurts. Again, we are being haunted. We are being killed. And when people are being so cruel online and spewing so much hate against the LGBTQ plus community, it is so harmful. It is so harmful. It is so harmful. Just this year, the 2023 state legislative session was the worst year on record for anti-LGBTQ legislation. This is the thing. Like, the hate that Black community, the, the hate that the Black community spews against our community, which is really your community as well. Like, I don't understand the separation. You know, it's almost like the gays over there. They're Black, but it's like the gays. Like, it's like, you know, they're Black too. Like, we all bleed. We all bleed the same. Y'all know that, right? Like, we all came from a man and a woman. Like, I have a mom and a dad. Mom and a dad. We all came from a mom and a dad. Like, I was never shown anything. Like, there was no agenda back in the 70s. Like, we all came. That's what I was, I'm like. We all believe the same, man. We're not aliens, you know? Um, I'm like the, the, 
where is the protection? Like these laws are against us. Like more than 525 bills were introduced in 41 states. Over 220 of these bills explicitly targeted transgender people. Over 76 bills have been signed into law as of June 5th, 2023, more than any year on record and more than double over last year. Like, question, if they are doing this to us, you don't think they're going to start doing the, oh, wait, they did. They are. Didn't they start taking away books? Aren't they removing African-American curriculum? I think one state was talking about interracial marriage, too. Like they're taking away AP credit for African-American studies. Like this is the thing, the hate that you're giving out, please save that energy, honey, because we're all in the same boat. They hate you. They hate me. They triple hate me, child. Like, I need y'all to open your eyes. Oh, open, open, open. Oh my goodness. I just want to read this. Texas parent Wendy, being forced to leave our family and friends with Texas roots over 100 years is going to be the hardest thing we'll ever do. <clears throat> said Wendy, a mother of four in Texas, um, because her child is transgender. Again, transgender, like the sex, female, male. Once you're born, your gender may be different. Man, woman, born, gender, different. Like, anyway. So, I just, <clears throat> sorry. Ooh. I just really wish that there was more love. Just really wish that there was more love. Um, and less toxic masculinity, less insecurity. I mean, you know, like you're not going to turn gay if you watch a certain show. You're not going to turn gay if somebody touches you who's gay. Like people are being hunted and killed. Like if you would just love on each other and protect each other, this world would be such, well, Lord, I hope so. It would be a lot happier or something like my goodness. Um, I also wanted to bring up something that is just so frustrating to me. 
Um, young lady, don't say her ad or um, put her social media because it's a big deal right now. So I'm sure you know what's going on. You already know her information, but there's a video of her in the hospital. She was out. She rejected a man. He wanted her number. She rejected him. He assaulted her with a brick. There were people around. They did nothing. She's in the hospital. Or she was, but in the video, she was in the hospital, showed her injuries, um, posted it on social media. There's a lot of people that supported her. Um, you know, heartbreaking tweets, sending love, positive energy towards her. Now, then you have people, predominantly black men, searching her social media and found an old video of her, I don't know, whatever. I'm not going to, you can find it yourself. The point is, that is the same kind of energy that happens when a black man is shot by a white cop. Y'all do exactly, that is exactly what happens. Like anytime we are murdered in cold blood on camera, the first thing they ask is go do is go find an old social media post. Well, he was a thug anyway. Y'all seen that? Look at him. He was on the corner. He has a record. He smoked weed. He owned guns. His family come from this. This is why this happened? Because of an old video that excuses her being assaulted? So you're saying basically she deserved the brick? So basically you wasn't going to protect her no way. So you don't give a fuck no way. I don't even think y'all understand how your actions after an incident are the same pattern of the white guy. And that's sad. Like, I, I don't even understand. It is truly, truly sad. I really need y'all to wake up from that shit. Like, how do you... And this is the thing. It almost reminds me of when there is a school shooting. You know how Republicans say, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. Because it's not their child. It's, it's not their child. So they're not leaving the NRA. They're not going to co-sign any gun bills that save the children. They're going to vote against it every time. And everybody like, why? How could you do that? It ain't they, kid. 
Yeah, I sound just like them. Because I guarantee you, let that be your daughter. Let that be your daughter. I guarantee you wouldn't give a fuck what your daughter posted three years ago. Let somebody come for your daughter after they got hit with a brick for rejecting personal information and let somebody pull up an old video that your daughter made and try to tell you your daughter deserved that shit because of that video. I guarantee you, your ass to be like, nigga, fuck y'all. That's my baby girl. Da -da 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 -da. I'm a bust that nigga over the head. I guarantee you. But guess what? It ain't your daughter. Just like the Republicans and them white people. Well, it's not my kid. Thoughts and prayers. Y'all sound just like them. Try to say it. That's that. Say, touch on a couple of more things. Big brother, for my big brother people, because y'all know I love big brother, okay? BB25 is in full effect. So for those who watched this last eviction, oh my fucking goodness. See, this is one thing why I love watching the feeds, but I also like watching the live show because you get the DRs too, right? And then they kind of keep it to themselves. And then you're like, oh, so Siri knew what Matt was gonna do. Okay. So that was so, that was awesome. It all played out awesome. Matt used the power to save Jag. So Jag and Blue is still in the house. But guess what? Ooh, yeah. Jared won HOH and he nominated Cameron and red cameron saved himself and jag is on the block my child jag thank you upon but baby that is not the word on the street i think this man may be out of this house again we gonna see we are going to see i'm tired of jared because if y'all watch the feeds, honey, it's a lot going on in that house. Um, I ain't going to talk about it, but it's a lot going on in the house. Mimi is still my girl. I love Mimi. She's tired of these people. I would be tired of them too. I don't even see how. I couldn't last on, I couldn't last 100 days in that house. I really, really couldn't. Um, Izzy was officially you know, um, officially, how do I want to say this? Mm, officially became a feels. I guess that's how I say it. I, I don't know what I was going to say, but she's officially a feels now. Siri and her were in the bathroom and there was this little moment. Izzy looked like she was going to cry child, but she's a feels now. So Matt, Matt is you know, he loved him some Mama Siri, so I guess he kind of like an adoptive child, too. Child, Siri is around there collecting children, child. You know what? If she does not make it to the end, I will be so fucking shocked. I would be shocked if Siri is not in the 
final two, like at least, at least. Honestly, you know, Felicia is kind of doing a little bit too much talking. Her not knowing that Jared is uh, is Siri's son is really putting a dent in her game because she went to Jared outside and was talking with him and was basically saying, oh, you know what? I want to make a final two with you, girl. What you think Jared did? Went right back and told his mama. So I got a feeling Miss Felicia, baby, she be around there requesting from Mr. Big and Mr. B or whatever the, the child. I can't even remember what she be calling. But my thing is, honey, I got a feeling Felicia is going to be cut maybe six. I don't know. I don't think she's going to make it to top five, y'all. I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll see. We'll see. I've been, I've been watching the feeds, so we'll see what happens. The Golden Bachelor is coming. Now, look, they revealed the ladies. It is giving Dynasty. It's giving Falcon Crest. Now, see how I'm showing my age? It is giving Crystal and Diane Carroll, honey, for real, for real, for real. So I, I, I think I'm going to tune in. I oh, and Matt's mama is on that child. I'm not going to comment on that. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, also, I'm now on Spotify. So, make sure you go back and listen to episode one with public educator Beth. Ross. Okay. That was an amazing episode, actually talking about the education system and using tools from social media. And this episode will be up. I'll be putting this up tomorrow. Um, also, make sure you keep up with the writer's strike. Sending extra solidarity again to the writer's strike, to the SAG AFTRA. They are continuing to hang on. I really hope there is some kind of deal reached. This is absolutely insane, but guess what? They are hanging on stronger than ever. They are something else. So sending much love to them. And thanks so much for the views and the love that y'all are showing me. I appreciate it. Um, the shorts, any any views, I appreciate it. Like one view, I'm cool with. It, it just means that y'all like what I have to say. So thank you. I appreciate it. Everyone have a wonderful and safe holiday. Mm -hmm.